I'm sorry about this, but imagine being a Kiwi. It's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show where free riders analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, or in this case, the OVAs. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm a Kiwi. Wait, no, I'm Mike. No, I'm definitely a Kiwi. <laughs> and our guest today is a Kiwi. Hello. <laughs> welcome to the show. Our guest today is an animator and artist. Please welcome to the show, Aaron Schmidt. Hello! Ooh. Hi! Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you guys. It's the first time we have a Kiwi in the show. Uh -huh. I know, I know. Uh, if you have any questions about what it's like being a small flightless bird in New Zealand or a small fruit. A small uh, fuzzy just, fruit. <laughs> a small fuzzy fruit, you just let me know. I, I can answer any and all questions related to that. Hmm. Uh, kiwi is the worst fruit. I, I don't think it. I I don't think I have any questions. <laughs> yeah. So let's start things off as we always do whenever we have a brand new guest, which is by asking. Aaron, how did you get started with Full Metal Alchemist? My origin with Full Metal Alchemist is probably how a lot of Canadian youth of the time, or weebs, started with Full Metal Alchemist, which was on Bionics on YTV. Back in the day, I started with the 2003 version, but I watched them sporadically and like often out of order a lot of times because of syndicated TV back in the 2000s. So I would often pop in and out when I could with the show, but like I... There were a lot of details that I missed out on for a lot of the episodes on Cycle on YTV. I do remember fondly enjoying that show like crazy. I liked the dark atmospheric tones, and I really liked the movies when they would come out too. And now you've never seen the OVAs, right? Yes, and I still have yet to finish the rest of the OVAs. But when you told me that the OVAs existed, my eyes lit up because I didn't know there was more of my favorite cast to love. Which brings us into the topic of this week's episode, which is... The Tale of Teacher. It was directed by Hiroshi Kahara, who directed the episodes Reign of Sorrows, Those Who Lurk Underground, The Abyss, and more. And it was written by Hiroshi Onoki, the series head writer. And now it's time for us to do our recap. This is the moment of the podcast where one of us would do an improvised 21-second recap of this week's episode based solely on the roll of a dice. I'm going to roll a dice. If it lands on one, it's me. If it lands on two, it's Arthur. If it lands on three, it's Mike. If it lands on four, it's our guest, Aaron. So let's roll the dice... Okay, two. Let's do it, Arthur. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Izumi goes to a bar and finds a teacher guy, and he's like, go and survive in Briggs Wilderness for 30 days. Uh, and then she does, and she kills a bear, and she kills some wolves, and she kills a rabbit, and she kills a deer, uh, and she knocks out some Briggs soldiers, and then she comes back, and then the guy's like, uh, psych, I was actually a totally different teacher. That was my brother. And then she's like, what the fuck? And then beats him up. Uh, and then in the post credits, she meets uh, her husband and he's like, you forgot your dead bear. And it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's super cute. It's all okay. about the friends you make along the way. It's all about the it's animals you kill along, you killed the, way. along the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about how you massacre an entire forest population. Yeah. Which is what she does. <laughs> yeah, she just like devastates the entire ecosystem. The real dead bear was the friends we made along the way. I assumed she was going to eat the the Briggs soldiers, but she never did. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, all is one and one is all after all. Like, what does it matter? Well, really? Well, 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 she didn't need to. She stole their rations. I. Uh, who cares what you need to do? <laughs> you gotta eat those, those, she had those what she soldiers. needed from them it's eat or be eaten as far as i know you know yeah yeah because they were totally gonna eat her who knows what they were gonna do they were kind of dickish they asked for it to be honest with you i mean at the same time given the circumstances at fort briggs i can understand like the troops being a bit defensive 
You know what I right. mean? Like, right. like, like all they know as far as like their situation is anyone who comes to their fort is looking for shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. like random woman in the middle of a tundra for virtually no reason. Right. Like pragmatically speaking, you can understand like, yeah, they have I don't want to say every right, but they're within their jurisdiction to be like, yo, the fuck's up. We don't believe what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they had been hiding in that one specific spot for a very long time. And then all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't track her down sooner. Right. Yeah. She's also not yet a simple housewife. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. She doesn't know alchemy yet. Yeah. I find that funny. But then that like that raised a big question mark over my head about her, which was that where did she end up learning the alchemy then? It's kind of, I think it's implied yeah. that maybe she's just self-taught because like that's she figured it out. Right. She mm-hmm. figured out the thing. Like the Elric brothers were largely self-taught mm-hmm. for a lot of. Yeah. Their- yeah, they were. Um. Which made me love the fact that in that circumstance, that just means that she learned the fundamentals of alchemy pretty much entirely on a fluke. <laughs> That's true. She then passed on the same training to Ed and Al yeah. later yeah. on, even though it was not even meant to be alchemical training. It's a weird irony of like what she learns and what she takes out of what she learned from those experiences, because it's like <laughs> because the train of events that you can take from that is literally, hey, can you teach me how to train alchemy? OK, I'm going out into the middle of the woods. Okay, I'm just figuring this all out on my own. My galaxy brain woke up about alchemy out here in the tundra. Oh, wait, this guy was full of shit. He was just teaching me martial arts. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess I have to relearn everything. Oh, by the way, I'm going to teach this exact stuff to Ed and Al later on in the (laughs) immediately down. Right. Yeah, there's sort of a lesson in that. It's like you'll learn what you got to learn, whatever your experience, like it'll it'll be what you got to learn. That's just true. Like how many times have you everything you've learned, it it all comes together. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes. It's like it's like you learn from other shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you learn from long distance running to be have a lot of endurance and then you use that endurance, you know, to not kill yourself when you hate your desk job <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah it makes me think of that exact same thing it's like when i applied to become a chef and then i found out the guy was just a dishwasher and i learned nothing about cooking but then i passed on that cooking knowledge to the <laughs> <that> dishwasher's <laughs> ass generation <laughs> and then you killed a bear at some point i don't know like and then i killed all, a bear all the, yeah all exactly. is one in one is all so truthfully learning about anything is learning about alchemy in a way yeah if alchemy a way, is a study yes. of all interactions you know <laughs> well i am canadian so there are polar bears up here so oh there are <laughs> teacher yeah. really gave it an owl the easy version though of of what she had to do like she put them on an island there's lots of food she gave them the lesson, you know, straight up. One is all, yeah. all is one. This gets cut out of Brotherhood, but it is in the manga. 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 It is in the manga. The manga. <laughs> it's kind of implied that Izumi was keeping more of an eye on the kids, on Derek Brothers, as they thought they were, because there's like the sky that they meet in the island who's like a guy with a mask. Mm. And it's somebody who works for Izumi who's there to kind of check up on them. So, oh, okay, yeah, but they cut that out of Brotherhood, like with most. Films. Okay, then then that makes sense. I actually haven't read the manga for for Full Metal Alchemist, so I know little <sighs> details like that were probably like <laughs> no, left out, like <laughs> on the cutting room floor for the show. Which actually raises a question I have: like, was this origin story of Izumi in the manga? Let's. Um, I'm pretty sure they were like bonus chapters of the manga. Manga. No, no, no. Okay. So, <laughs> so far, these have all been adapted from like bonus chapters that were added to like 
uh, character guidebooks. They were not part of the story. Although this one does have moments that were referenced in the story. We see the origin of a move that Izumi only does once in the show. Is but that when she when flips she, the bear? Yeah, when she's fighting the Eric brothers, like when they were young and Al goes to kick her and she spins him around. She's mm-hmm. like, I use the power of your own kick against you. That's the origin of that move. Yeah, Wait, doesn't right. Izumi also do that against Sloth at one point? I'm, I'm going to say sure. 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 Why not? <laughs> He's the sheriff, Sam. Yeah. I think that oh, makes man. sense. You know what? I'm sure we saw that at some point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I feel like she... Yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? Well, it just reminded me, you know, I don't know, Michelle, I don't know if you, if you partake in this, but Arthur and I watch... This show on Alive, I think it's called. Is it Alive, Arthur? No, it's called Alone. Alone. They're like these survival experts out in the Arctic tundra. And they have their camera and they film themselves. And sometimes they like go out there and they immediately break their leg and go home. Or they eat a bad muskrat and immediately must go home. And and trust me, I like I've watched so much of it that I'm like, I have a I'm not really sure about this, but I have a feeling that if we're ever in like a wilderness situation like this, like in the Arctic tundra anyway. I have a yeah. lot of thoughts on what might be a good fishing I'll just fishing die hole. immediately. I'll just die immediately. <laughs> yeah, same, same. It's too much hassle. Right? Aaron gets me. It's too much hassle, no, yeah. honestly. I just, I, do, I barely have time. I barely have time for me. You expect yeah. me to survive 30 days in a, I just, no, no, I'll exa- give up. I give no, up exactly. Like, if I were in Izumi's shoes, I'd just take a cold nap until I <laughs> die. Like, that's just, die. yeah. I would take a chilly, frosty, cold nap until I died in a snowbank. That's Honestly, literally what I would do. I think Michelle could do it if if you left him with enough, with the ability and means to watch a bunch of Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> Actually, though. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, and this is a fact every Canadian knows. Joke, joking intended. Did you know that? snow is actually pretty insulating you know i did know that because of this show yeah 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 yeah. that's why like and i've been on like uh winter camping trips actually where i've Mm -hmm. gone up to like pre-made igloo style tents camps and situations up in bc when i used to live there and we would sleep in these igloos and the igloos are surprisingly warm inside yeah and that's because like compact snow is actually really good at insulating heat which is kind of phenomenal to think about because you'd think like if it's made of snow and heat was insulated in it, it would melt, but it doesn't. That's not the case at all. It's like a really fascinating phenomenon about the snow. It's the air that's trapped in it. That like yes, is really the it. insulator, right? Yeah. It's it's dense trapped air. That's I think that's it. You know, in Miami, if it gets cold, what we have to do is we have to hollow out the carcass of an alligator and climb inside. <laughs> Listen, my relationship with nature is this. For most of my young years, I went to camp every summer and I learned nothing from it. It wasn't like scouts camp, but I learned nothing. And I have this very vivid memory of one time I was in a field. I tripped and I shoved my hand right through an anthill. I looked at it and I yelled, ants. I got up, tripped again, (laughs) and shoved my other hand into a separate, different anthill. And from that day on... How did you... I don't know. Maybe the spirit of the Three Stooges descended upon me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like from that day on, that was nature telling me, like, stay away from our turf. We'll stay away from your turf. And I'm like, I respect nature. I respect nature. Absolutely. Nature, insects, everything, I respect them. I stay the fuck away from them. 
<laughs> like that's all like, is one and one is all. Also, absolutely, I know my play, I know my. That's the thing. You 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 hear that and you're like, oh, what a fool. He doesn't know himself. Like I know myself. I know my place in the world. It is not on. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I belong in a city. I am. <laughs> you do. When the climate apocalypse takes us, I'll be the first one to go. I'll like, keep you alive. <laughs> I'll keep you alive with all the things I've learned from watching alone. I will keep you alive. You guys are gonna call me. They're gonna be like, hey, Michelle, let's go to the bunker, and I'll just be like sorry guys gotta die like arthur and i <laughs> built a hut with sticks <laughs> gotta die guys sorry guys gotta die so this episode also has a very important origin story which they save for the post credits we find out how izumi and sig met oh yes. she dropped her bear and he picked up her bear and then their hands touched Yee. and then they fell in love forever and they i love held it. the bear together and then they had the doki dokis together and it was he <laughs> That's so sweet. I really wish there was more of that story told. Yes, I wish they would guess. Yeah, <laughs> I we had the, we had this complaint in the finale episode that like we've seen fucking Edward and Winry growing up for sixty four episodes. We're like, guys, we get it. You two have the hots for each other. Kiss. kiss. They never kiss. And kiss. I was like, can we get a single kiss between these two? They're married. Like, they just won't kiss. have them kiss. They had the most overt sexual language I've ever seen when she goes, I can't die. I'm not a virgin yet. Yeah. That was, that's the yeah, most overt right. I've ever heard Full Metal Alchemist ever I haven't be. felt passion yet. I haven't felt passion yet. It's like, okay, all right. I think there's no, it's a shonen thing. Like they just yeah. can't yeah. do the sex. They can't. They can. They 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 can't do it. They can't do it. They can do the hand holding, the lewdest thing ever in anime. She had to announce that she was eighteen before she said anything sexual. She's like, "I'm eighteen. Oh it's okay that I'm thinking about maybe having some passion one day." You know, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because f now that you're bringing this up, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's relationship dynamics to me, feel very similar to the Princess Diaries relationship dynamics, because I just watched those movies last night uh, with my girlfriend. And I'm realizing both the Princess Diaries uh -huh. and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood have one thing in common. The main focal characters have budding relationships that you're supposed to root for, but the elders right. <laughs> have much more fascinating chemistry <laughs> to me mm. than the other one. Like, I was watching those movies last night and I kind of cared more about Julie Andrews and mm -hmm. uh, her character, Queen Clarice and Joe, the security mm -hmm. guard. Oh, yeah. In Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I kind of felt a little bit more related to. And this is why I wanted to come on this episode. I really love the relationship more so between like Sig and Izumi, mm. just like really naturally as the elders. They just have like an immediate, strong, charismatic chemistry that I just love seeing over and over again. But they're also like they're one of maybe two, three actual relationships. I'm not talking like will they, won't they, uh, fucking Roy Mustang and Hawkeye <laughs> being like, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking actual fucking relationships. There's what? There's three. There's three. There is. Uh, OK, OK. I I'm trying to think there. Yeah, there's King yeah. Bradley and his wife. There's Zumi and Sig. Right. And there's Honeheim and Eric's mother. Mother. Those are the actual right. only oh, there's relationships in the entire Pinaco. show. There's Hohenheim Pinaco. No, 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 no. That's you in your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happened. That, <laughs> that, happened. But that was the thing. Like, we did in the wrap-up, we did a character ranking. And originally, it was going to be a character ranking and a shipping ranking. And I was looking at the list, and it's like, these are just things you made up. Like, 
<laughs> these are not relationships in the show. There's Paninia and Ed. I think I know where Mikey got uh got that chemistry from. Yeah. They talked to each other a couple times. That's yeah. it. That's that's where it came from. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's more chemistry between the first greed and envy than like <laughs> or greed and in everyone, you know, because greed in everyone, yeah. Greed wants a couple specific things out of life. Arthur, what are those things again? <laughs> <laughs> men women money the finer things in life you know. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> bread toast um the bacon finer, like little like nice tiny, uh, designer spoons, bags like bread bowls um like uh you know that expensive like those, face wash like like tsum tsums those like tsum tsums you buy at disneyland almond roca almond roca Greed was really uh, into Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies, all the Beanie Babies, every single Bionicle, all Tara, the Bionicles, Nui and, uh, classic Legos, classic, classic Legos. Every <laughs> Greed absolutely sells NFTs online. Greed I was, I was wary to bring up Greed NFT, but holy Greed shit. absolutely sells NFTs online, and it's a <laughs> he knows it's a scam, Bitcoins. and he, he used it. Doge coins, Shibuinus. So what you're implying here, what you're implying here is that if Greed was on YouTube, he'd be one of those like scummy. He'd be NFT selling cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you oh can my God. He, get in on the Greedly while like it's that. still available. While it's still a you know something you can get in on. He'd be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> I just made a new coin, Greed coin." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And now we reached the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analyst, so I'd like to take this moment to thank our guests for coming. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you for having me on. This is like the first time I've done a podcast like this, so this is quite an honor mm. to be on here. Well, you're first. We'll definitely have you back. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Aaron Schmidt, T-H-E-A-A-R-O-N-S-C-H-M-I-T. And I usually Twitch stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays under just Aaron Schmidt, A-A-R-O-N-S-C-H-M-I-T. And if you don't want to get left behind in the mountain for 30 days, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's twitter.com slash FM, the word analysts. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review or recommend the show to a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analysts.tumblr.com. We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram, at Camillustrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, we receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalysts. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.